0: Welcome back to Frosters, everyone. I'm Cena Gaznevi at Sina now on all social media. Justin Williams is here with us, as always. You can find him on Facebook. Justin, how are
1: you? Oh, I'm good, Cena. It's just so good to be here with you on this fine day. <laughs> it is
0: so good.
1: You know, that last episode was
0: a lot of information, and I hope we didn't confuse people.
1: Uh, that's the good thing about these con artists. you got to be able to process a lot of information. They're going to throw a lot of numbers at you. They're going to buy, sell, trade, ratio, edge, profit margins, risk assessment. They're going to do all these things to confuse you. But just keep your eye on the prize, which is fraudsters, baby.
0: Exactly. Most people that are in there want to rip you off. But thank you. You know, Finance Steve was really helpful there. There was a lot of stuff in there that would have gotten by maybe a, a less sophisticated investor not let alone some just normal guy in Arizona that was trying to invest his money one of the things we didn't get to last episode is wool was banned for life from the national future association for his unregistered selling of securities
1: imagine being so bad that you get banned from the future <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, the, well, the Futures Association is this regulatory body that ensures all the futures contracts and products are safe. So, so they, they bring the, the stamp of approval of the goods. And they make sure everyone's playing safe because they want to have a good time. When you're making money, I'm making money. We can both go to our country club and spend our money. So a little background on them very quickly here. Uh, they were made by the Commodity Futures and Trading Commission, the CFTC, and that was a, a, an act of Congress. One of the things Jacob Bull has been saying is that the uh, National Futures Association is not a government entity. But here's the thing that he's arguing, right? A few years after the CFTC was established and they said, hey, we can handle – all the regulatory stuff on our own, but just give us the congressional authority to regulate the industry. So imagine that. They get to operate on their own, get government funding, have the power of government to regulate, but with zero oversight from the government
1: at the same time. Pretty sweet deal.
0: That is the best deal ever. And Jacob Wool was banned for life from this place.
1: It's like getting kicked out of the Eyes Wide Shut party for being too creepy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: exactly he's also banned from twitter for creating fake profiles like women for schultz where he used them to try to post opinions about howard schultz and he also had a list of other fake accounts for similar political
1: purposes speaking of please go to my twitter account uh beyonce for justin williams is totally on the up and up beyonce follow me back
0: and his intelligence company, Surefire Intelligence, is behind all these hoaxes that we talked about a little bit in the last episode that have drummed up media attention. I mean, this guy really is a machine. We could talk about him forever. But what I wanted to focus on today were two of these hoaxes because I think they really speak to who he is and what his goals are in society, what motivates him and what he is willing to do to achieve his ends. In April of this year, a press release came out and said that a woman was sexually assaulted by Dr. Anthony Fauci in 2014. Of course, you have to vet these allegations, and so the press began to vet them. So at the start, Diana Rodriguez was the alleged victim's name, but that couldn't be confirmed. Then it said that she was represented by Rhonda Abramson and Richard Whitley of Whitley-Moran Talander LLP, this firm that does publicity... But turns out they don't exist. If you Google it though, you'll find Rhonda Abramson has a LinkedIn profile. She's the vice president of this Whitley Moran Tellander. But that company doesn't exist. The profile image is fake as well. But that profile is the one that announced the press conference the following week. The address that they gave was the Chinese embassy in DC.
1: <laughs> <laughs> This is a common mistake. You know, when I'm out on the road doing comedy, uh, I often confuse uh, the Chinese embassy for my holiday inn that the club has provided for it me. It happens. It's a, it just happens. Sometimes you go to sleep in the Chinese embassy. And they both have ballrooms. <laughs> they do. But instead
0: of these fake people showing up, who do? what do you know? Wool and Jack Burtman show up at the press conference saying we're the ones who, who are going to take over. Abramson or Whitley are not going to be showing up. So it's Wool and Berkman doing what they've done best, creating hoaxes to disrupt the news cycle. I look at this as almost a military tactic. Make your enemy spend their resources by fighting meaningless battles.
1: Yeah, it's just like a boot camp. What you need to do when you're in a war zone, son, is create a series of fake news stories that occupies the news cycle and exhausts your opponents and opposition research and confuses the mainstream media. Do you hear me? Sir, 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 yes, yes, sir. sir. (laughs) I can't hear you. Sir, yes, sir. Now, what are you going to do with a fake press release? I'm going
0: to distribute it to the journalists and make sure that they report it out.
1: Sir, yeah. that's right, private. I can't hear you sound off like you got a pair. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so
0: they got to report this stuff out. I mean, you can't just not report on a big accusation of sexual assault against a guy like Anthony Fauci. And when a newsroom is stretched as thin as it is already these days, it keeps reporters away from focusing on these other stories. Luckily, though, in this case, the subject of the story, the alleged victim, debunked her own story, or rather, Jacob Bull and Jack Berman and the the alleged victim all debunked themselves, really. Diana reached out over email and actually said, Hi, Nancy. I hope you were having a nice weekend. I feel very bad about lying to you and the others about Dr. Fauci. So who is the Nancy that got to go deep on this? Nancy Rommelman is a journalist for Reason and she's currently reporting on Portland and her latest book is entitled To the Bridge, a true story of motherhood and murder, which I hear is a fantastic romantic comedy. Nancy, great to have you.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) I'm kidding. Of course, it's a very serious true crime story.
2: It's called, yeah, To the Bridge, A True Story of Motherhood and Murder. It's about a woman here in Portland who, uh, in 2009, dropped her two young children off a bridge in Portland, and uh, one died. And, of course, the story, the narrative, as as the press likes to do, they like to keep it sort of like one narrative. And I was like, nah, that's, that's not what the story is. That's not how she got there. So I spent some time looking into that. So, yeah.
0: Well, Nancy, you're pushing us far too hard. We can't hold more than one idea in our head at the same time. You got to take it easy. Take it (laughs) slow next time. So when it comes to Jacob Wool and Jack Berkman, I mean, my head is spinning. The velocity and the amount of hoaxes and lies are, are remarkable, really. So I want to track how you got involved and how the media, to your point really earlier, gets a hold of a singular narrative here. Now, they sent out a bunch of press releases. Is this how you found out or do you actually have some sort of Google alert for Jacob Wool?
2: I do not have a Jacob Wool Google alert. Um, I came up on this story because a friend of mine – uh, Matt Welch, he's the uh, editor at Larger Reason magazine. He, he got the press release somehow and he forwarded it to me because I've done a lot of writing about, I mean, you can call them hoaxsters. you can call them sort of charming sociopaths. It, it's sort of a cottage industry at this point for me. And he just thought it would be uh, interesting for me to look into because it was so incredibly preposterous. It was mean, just the allegation was so preposterous and the press release was written so badly that it was clearly just a, yet another uh, Jacob Wolf Jack Berkman pitch for attention. But I decided, you know, uh, just for the hell of it to, you know, jump on this, uh, you know, ask some questions, found out extremely quickly that the PR person they said was putting out the press release didn't exist, nor did the PR firm. She said she was working for So I'm like, okay, what the heck is here? So, Then they called a, um, I guess, like a kind of a Google uh, phone call for the press. And a bunch of us showed up, well, maybe four of us, and it was, hilariously bad i mean it was the girl couldn't keep her story straight everything was different it was just terrible and so
0: sorry to interrupt Uh, so diana was on the line all of them were on the line
2: diana was on the line jacob was on the line jack berkman was on the line and they
0: and you didn't know that jacob or jack were going to be on the line up until that point they weren't really involved yet is that right
2: they had sent out the original press release then they sent out a second press release. Then it, when everybody was like, this wasn't really, this doesn't really exist, this PR team, Berkman and, and, and Wall jumped in for the third press release and said, we're going to take this over because you know, we <laughs> as champions of justice for women who have been sexually abused, we are going, and it was like, oh, okay, dudes, you're our guys. Oh, so, my um, God. We, we, then, we knew that they would be on the phone and um, it was so bad. It was such a parody that the journalists were actually saying, can you just admit this is not true? Because we know it's absolutely not. Absolutely not. We're the ones that are fighting for justice. And we got off the line and I just thought, okay, who, you know, who cares? There was really nothing to write. Um, I tried to write something up about it, but there was nothing there. There was no there there until Diana sent me the email, which is where I, you're going to take it up.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly right. So she sends this email to you. She says, I lied. They lied. They made me lie. But I want to kind of take a step back and think like, what were you doing at the time when you got that email? What were you up to? Were you uh, at at your husband's coffee roaster like you are now? (laughs) or (laughs) Where where were (laughs) you
2: now? No. Where was I at the time? I think I actually was in Portland. This was in March or April, if I Recollect. Um, so I don't know if this is a good quality or a bad quality, but when someone tells me something right off the bat, I believe them. You know, if you come to me and tell me you have a broken leg, I'm going to believe you have a broken leg. So she sent this to me, and I thought this is plausible. And she was a young woman, and I thought, and she had taped them. She had like a eight or nine minute tape of them. You know, sort of confronting them. And obviously, we knew the original story was bullshit. So. Um, I thought, well, let me contact her. So I did. And I can't say she was like 100% credible, but she was giving me enough that I thought, well, this, this could be true. Um, you know, I listened to the tape a couple of times. It sounded, there were parts that sounded a little scripted, like (gasps) Jacob's outrage and, or, you know, Jack's conciliatoriness. that's not a word, totally a word. Um, but I thought, it's a story, right? And my editor agreed it was a story. So I wrote it, and, you know, um, it got a, lot, a ton of attention, which, you know, okay, of course, it's going to get a ton of attention.
0: So I, I just want to stop there for a second yeah. and, and just think about this and maybe take a step back and reflect. So when the press conference happened, there, there's no real story nope. there you're not even going to write about it i didn't yeah but when the tape comes in of them arguing and diana surreptitiously supposedly recording them all of a sudden that's the story but how did it get picked up by the media how did it get so much attention
2: well okay so i should back up for your for your listeners um on the tape uh basically uh Jack and Jacob are admitting that they gave Diana uh, money in order to falsely accuse Dr. Fauci of sexually assaulting her, Um, which is, you know, that is a story. I mean, Dr. Fauci, this is April. This is like, you know, he's like the big, we're, we're looking at him every day, the country, there are people dying. I mean, and so we thought, wow, this is really, now we've, you know, the story would be like, wow, finally Berkman and Wall are caught red handed. Well, of course, as it turns out, as your listeners may or may not know, that phone call between Diana and Jacob and Jack was scripted by them in order to feed it to the media to have someone believe it. Now, it turned out, I, I think I was the only one they fed it to. Uh, why? I Maybe because I was a woman, they thought I'd be more sympathetic. I don't know. And I was more sympathetic to her. But, you know, it wasn't. I'd like to say it wasn't that my editor and I swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. We didn't. There was always the possibility, and we discussed this many times because we, we sort of really, really got on this story and, and worked through it pretty quickly and assiduously. We, we understood that this too could be part of the con. But even if it is part of the con, it, it starts to show you more who these characters who have been really kind of eating a lot of people's time um, who they are. And, and that turned out that turned out to be the case. Uh, that it was another, it was the next stage in the hoax to get Jacob Wool and Jack Berkman more publicity. That's what they want. That is what they want.
0: So it seems like on the course of them getting publicity, they're willing to do anything. If they have to ruin a young woman's life, fine. If they have to waste the resources of a newspaper or a news outlet, fine they just need to make sure they get that press
2: absolutely and i did uh, have a call i think the day after the story ran and it got picked up everywhere from uh jacob and you know jack jumped on the line too and um and i said to him well i mean are you are you you know sorry at all for the things that diane diana said about you on tape that he was you know he totally conned her and hustler and he was a terrible narcissist or whatever it was she said i can't remember and he's like no i loved it nancy i loved it i loved all of it i was super glad it's like okay so this is so so for someone with his particular personality traits all of it is good all all publicity is good. If he, if there was a story that came out that said he, you know, ate live warm puppies for breakfast, that's good. <laughs> that's good for him. Yummy. It doesn't matter what it is because his particular character thrives on this. I, I spoke to someone the other night who called me who I can't identify, but because she's asked me not to, but who's been sort of in quotes, trapped in, in, in wall and Berkman's world for several years. Jeez. And, um, she said they, they stay up all night with a whiteboard just figuring out the next thing that they can do to create the next little bit of publicity for themselves. doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter who it's going to hurt. They think it's pretty funny. They think it's funny. They pick people of sort of impeccable moral rectitude. Whatever you think of Fauci or, or Warren, um, they're not the sort of people that are probably going to be caught up in something like this right or Robert Mueller so they it's almost like they know going in that this is not going to gain traction I mean the stories are so patently absurd but that's part of it they won't gain traction but it'll gain attention you know they're not you'll you'll notice they're not picking you know your dry cleaner down the street they're picking someone that's going to who's going to be in the limelight right now and um, that's what they're going to continue to do because it will get them the biggest splash of course you know obviously there's the boy who cried wolf aspect to this. I mean, I will be frank with you. I don't even open up their press releases anymore. I just don't. They send them to me. And there was really a while there, I found out again, from um, both from Diana and from this woman I'm not going to name, where because I had given them some sunshine, they were, oh man, apparently, according to the gals, they were like, get Nancy, get Nancy. She's going to like do what we need her to do. And of course I'm like, God, no, this is just not, This is not worth people's time. I mean, I'm happy to talk with you guys about it because I've written about so many people like this, and it's a fascinating condition. I mean, that does fascinate me, people that will continue to do this regardless. And I guarantee you, these guys will continue to do it, but for two things. Jack Berkman is an attorney, and at a certain point, he might want to worry about getting his law license taken away. Uh, he hasn't yet. I think that they probably know what line to sort of, you know, where the line is to step over. And then uh, Jacob Wohl has this, um, you know, California is, he's under, uh, what is it, not indictment, but he's, he's being sued for selling somebody false securities. So, you know, who knows what kind of um, legal hassle he's in for, though, you know, apparently from what I understand, he doesn't, he doesn't care at all. He doesn't care he thinks he'll get out of it
1: and you you need to be really careful you might get sued by the powerful law firm Berkman 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 and Associates I don't know if you've ever heard of them
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh man I'll be looking for that certified letter
3: have you ever wondered if you'll ever make it to your dream home I used to but then I took control of my finances and my future Look, I used to think real estate was only for the uber-rich on Wall Street. But Beverly Hills Investing showed me that it's possible for any American to access 7, 12, 18, even 23% returns with smart real estate investing. That's why I set up an American Eagle promissory note with Beverly Hills Investing. They took the house I'm in from misery to luxury, and I had some commodity exposure to ensure my returns were stable. So what are you waiting for? Go to BeverlyHillsInvesting.com now, and maybe you'll join me. Poolside.
2: Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, I've been on the phone with them where they've tried to several times uh, have me be the messenger for whatever their current message is. Like, sometimes it's super anti-Trump. I mean, the things that they tried to get me to say and publish are just, they're just beyond ridiculous. And and who knows if they even want me to publish it. It's just sort of like some big game to them that they're able to play because of the way the news is spread right now and and, and by people wanting to, to believe things that are you know, beyond outrageous because it works for whatever narrative is serving them right now.
0: I want to talk about that, too, because it's like well, one of the questions I have for you is like, what is your bullshit detector when it comes to these things? And obviously, it's pretty clear now. But when an accusation that is big like that about Fauci or something that has a, a, a note of Maybe I should follow this through. How much of it is something that you have to follow through and how much of it is you thinking, well, maybe they just want to get us to expend our resources so we can't report on something of value?
2: Well, it didn't occur to me, though, like not report of something of value, but I I can tell you the Fauci accusation um – is never struck me as ev- having any credibility at all. I mean, the the original press release was written like a, a bodice ripper romance novel. It was it was hilarious, actually. Um, I have been told they're apparently planning something about whoever the head of the post office now who's been getting in a bit of trouble, like, are they holding up the mail for a balloting purpose? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. So maybe we can look for that. My bullshit detector is pretty sensitive. I will say if... um. If people wind up reading my book, and you know, you really should go buy my book. It's on Amazon. Uh, But um, there is a scene in it. I've written about, I mean, my first big story I ever did, uh, my first feature was interviewing John Wayne Gacy, the serial killer on death row. And he was absolutely the picture of the sort of charming sociopath or narcissistic personality, whatever you want to call it. And I realized then how, sort of how these people operate. I've written about a lot of them since then. And in the book, you will see in a way that is inconsequential to the actual narrative, me being taken in by one of these people very quickly. It was just Mm. by a car salesman. It's not important to the story, but these people can be very, very good at what they do. They know how to play to what's important to you. Right. Including the gal that I, I can't name, um, who basically said, she's like, I don't know if I have Stockholm syndrome with these guys or what, but, you know, they, they kept playing to what was important to her, which was, you know, she was a model and they were going to do a reality show and she was going to be in the reality show and, or she could really help them do these things. And that was a good thing for X and Y and Z. And when that wasn't working anymore, they would sort of lightly threaten her like, well, you know, you're, you have these things going on. We could expose that. And they, they kind of get you in a vice. Um, The woman again in my book got herself in a vice by someone that did this to her. And if you're, if you have your wits and your, you know, you don't rely on other people to kind of give you an identity, you probably won't get ensnared in something like this. But if you're, if you don't, you really can slip in pretty easily. Um, and I guess the the country, in terms of their media consumption, is vulnerable to these kinds of stories because it really also doesn't cost them anything, right? It doesn't cost you anything to believe Jacob Wall or not to believe Jacob Wall. Um, yeah. So.
0: And it doesn't cost you anything to, like, retweet. It doesn't cost you anything no. to, like, at the dinner table spread a rumor that you may have heard. It doesn't cost you anything that like, just, like, text to something. Hey, did you hear about this? Like, that, I feel like, is how they operate. And they, they are convincing to people. And I'd love to know, like, in your experience with Diana, I know she used a different name first. And then she gave you her real name and everything. Who is she? What is she like? And then, you know, you mentioned, like, the audio tape and how that was scripted, too. Like, how what kind of person is she or what was your read on her kind of going through this process?
2: My read on her is that she was a young gal who had been uh, romantically involved with Jacob, which is, which is funny because apparently he gets involved with a lot of uh, women romantically, but I, you know, only my opinion, I think it's always for what, you know, what they can do for him. And I think we've seen that recently Mm. in a couple of other instances. I think that he made her feel important he made her feel understood. She'd had some, you know, some trauma in her background and he said he understood that. And if she would just do this thing, it was going to be good because maybe it would help her to work through her own uh, experiences and trauma with having had been sexually um, assaulted, which I, which I find just beyond reprehensible. Um, you know, maybe maybe he believed that I, yeah. I'm going to leave that for others to decide. Um, she also told me some things that I'm actually not going to repeat here because um, I, I just don't think it's a good idea for her in order to protect her. Um, but she felt I think she felt pretty vulnerable. And I also think she felt I think these guys, I've never met them. They have a way of making the people they draw into their world feel important. Like I am now. I'm important, not just like to sort of swaying the political narrative. I don't think Diana Andrade probably cares about that at all, if that's her real last name. Um, I think that they made her feel, they made her feel important to them. And people like to feel important. Mm -hmm. People want to be loved. They want to be useful. And then maybe it's not really working that way, but maybe if I just try a little harder, right? Sort of like if you're in like a bad job or, bad marriage or something. And I'll just try a little harder. I'll just do a little more. And then they'll, I'll be more important. They'll love me more. Or I will then be famous. I, I don't think Diana wanted to be famous, but I think probably for some of the people they bring into their orbit, I think that that might be part of it. I mean, if they're promising you to be, you're going to be on a reality show. Hi.
1: I was going to say, you're basically describing uh, the sales pitch of every pimp from a 1970s movie.
2: <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, you know, uh, and we do this. You know, we do this on different levels. Which it's the, whether it's the guy that's selling you, you know, aluminum siding, or you know, or a pimp. They make you feel like you're important. And I've said this before. I'm quoting myself, but the the terrible and terrific trait of these people is they make you believe that what's important to you is important to them. So it could be yeah. dogs or hot cuisine or, uh, you know, soccer, whatever it is, your children, whatever it is, they make you believe that they create this, like this glue between you. And then that glue, you're not going to doubt that because I don't doubt that I love my children. And obviously he understands what that's about. And it's, it's a, it never works out for the other people. Let's put it that way. Okay.
0: So a lot of times there's a, uh, in a, in a con and you know, this, there's like the victim, like the person at the far, far end that's like losing their money or losing their you know, public image of some kind. But then there's that kind of that in-between victim, kind of like the mark, right, that they use to effectuate the con in that sense, or the patsy, if you will, right? And they come in based on some semblance of what you were just describing, of Jacob Bull kind of alluring someone in, and then they get used in the course of the con, would you think Diana was this person or is she more on like kind of like the victim end of the spectrum? I think? would
2: say she's more on the victim end of the spectrum and I don't know I think America's the Patsy oh, right Yeah
1: wow wow
0: um, yeah
2: it, that because they, they've got the medium to spread this stuff. I mean we don't have to read it and plenty of people don't I mean if I asked my mother who Jacob Wall was, she would not have a clue because right?
0: she- Oh yeah. so many people were like, Who who Ooh. is Jacob Wells? Like that guy that made the rumor up about uh Ted Cruz's father killing Kelly They're like, Oh uh, yeah. yeah And no one cares. Yeah. This just it's the kind of white noise that we've now gotten used to of just all the stuff flying through the air that we don't know what to do with it. And, and it's only like reporters like yourself that write great stuff that break these things down where we if we even happen to stumble upon your article, do we actually get the insight into how these people work?
2: Yeah. And a lot of people wouldn't be interested. And I understand that. That's fine. You know, like I said, it's something that I, I inadvertently have become pretty knowledgeable about only because i keep sort of finding these stories that the media reports one way and i'm like that no that that doesn't strike me as what's really going on here so when you start digging in then you start finding out about this stuff
0: who does jacob wool remind you of
2: uh i know what you want me to say
0: Oh, I don't know. Wait, <laughs> I don't know what I, I actually have no preconceived okay. notions of. Well, a, I'll, it's a I'll fun tell question. You, I'll
2: tell you several people he reminds me of, uh, but your your listeners will not have heard of them or or they may have. Uh, uh, he reminds me of a woman named Laura Albert who uh, wrote for, for many years under the pen name JT Leroy and became a real darling uh, in the nineties and early two thousands in, because as this, you know, seventeen year old transgender hiv positive uh, prostitute in San Francisco who was writing this incredible fiction that was heralded by New York and by the media because these are the kinds of people we need to prop up Turned out it was like a forty something woman from Brooklyn and then when people found out um, meanwhile j t leroy 's message you know was he was he was apparently like pathologically shy, so people like Courtney Love and Lou Reed would go and read read the work in public. I mean, it was huge. It was a huge, you know, it's a little in the wash for for today's listeners, maybe, but I wound up writing a very big story about this for the LA Weekly uh, called No Exit Plan. Um, Well, I can't remember the subtitle, but it's over there. It's on my website. And people, when they find out that they've been betrayed, they feel humiliated and they don't Mm want to come forward this is what happens with a lot of people that become sort of the dianas of people like a jacob wall they're like i can't believe i was so stupid this woman i talked to the other day she said this like nine times she's like i can't believe i was so stupid all my friends all my family were telling me this is bullshit stop it stop doing this for these guys but nope nope nope. um reminds me too of the um the husband in the book that I wrote, uh, he was not the one that threw the children off the bridge, his wife was, but what he had perpetrated, not just on her, but on, on everybody, they just, they can just tell any lie in the world and not even remember it the next day. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, just so long as it gets them, it's almost, like a, it's almost like a scorpion, right? They just need their next little bit of sustenance to get to the next place where they want to go, which I don't really think there's a big end game here. For the Jacob Walls. and uh, it's basically just about surviving and continuing to get the sustenance and the 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 sunshine that they want. One thing that people with these personalities um, they don't feel a lot of things that you and I might feel. That's my understanding. I've I've read pretty deeply about this. But one thing they do appreciate is risk. They love risk. Like that is their sustenance. Risk and humiliating others are big. They're big, 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 so.
0: And this show is really centered around you know taking advantage of vulnerable people financially mm-hmm. and the all the political stuff that Jacob Bull has done is kind of like you know i always say the, that that uh, the freedom of speech means you have the freedom to be manipulated and mm-hmm. like this show is not about trying to help people discern between you know one candidate or other or when someone's sending you disinformation and you should all it's all lies just assume it's all lies mm-hmm. until you vet the truth for yourself but what he did before when he was only 19 and, and i'm sure you saw this as well was he said. He was selling illegal securities. He right. was creating a real estate investment fund that never existed. He said he was a huge company. He took this risk, and Avice even did a great little piece on him because they thought he was the wool of Wall Street, <laughs> and they did a whole thing on this guy thinking that he was you know, this, this very prominent hedge fund advisor, right. and one of the things he says in that clip was it's just taking advantage of other people's stupidity. And so he loves that risk and he loves the power, I guess, of something like that happening and then getting high off of it almost.
2: It's one of the things that that they apparently enjoy. I was also told and I I don't know this, so I can't I can't say for sure. But I was also told that nobody ever gets paid. You know, these girls are promised X amount of dollars to do Y and no one's ever paid. But of course they're not paid. I mean, why would you pay someone to do this? So what does Diana
0: get at the end of this? She did this fake. So the fake. Um, the Dr. Fauci accusation was fake. The email that she sent with the tape of the recording was fake. Yep. So where is the truth in all of this, and who's culpable, and what is happening?
2: She also, I mean, we we had several under other conversations after that. One was just like, "Now, nah, Nancy, I really want to come clean with you." I was like, "Yeah, nah, like." You know. <laughs> Uh, and then one that was actually there was actually some pathos to it. Was, I was in the middle of driving up Thirty Fourth Street, like crazy traffic in New York City, and she's calling and she's like, "I really need to talk to you." But I was like, "Diana, I just can't talk to you. Email me." And she she didn't. um uh, You know, I don't have any idea what's in it for her. I think she she told me several times she'd had feelings for Jacob, and that she still thought he was a good person. Now you know what, maybe down deep, Jacob Bull is a good person. Uh, but he's not choosing to use those right now. Or he maybe he thinks he is maybe this is what he thinks is being a good person is I can't say. But I, I have yet to see him um, putting things of, um, of serious value into the world. It's more it's more snack food, right? Like you said, before it's just more of this stuff floating around that we can consume or we can't very much i think is a, a, a symptom of of where we are right now um, um politically
1: uh, i was gonna say i have some sympathy for jacob considering the horrific things that bernie sanders did to him uh growing up i don't <laughs> know you if you that that pressed, got that press i just got that press release like 10 I did minutes it. ago yeah
0: he poked him with <laughs> sticks bernie sanders used to poke him with sticks and make fun of him and say you'll never amount to anything that's what he constantly did that to him that's <laughs> Bernie, it's a hundred percent true, Nancy.
2: Bernie Sanders. So didn't Jacob yes. grow up in LA?
0: Oh, come on. Yes. Details, Nancy. Yeah, details. details. You're getting was, caught
1: up in these details again.
2: It was a very long stick. Okay. It was a very <laughs> so, long stick. Yeah.
1: It was Larry David's character from curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was going to ask—is uh, part of this for Jacob? Of course, the girls. We, one thing we find uh, in all of these frauds, right, is the person that's put out there never gains the the, the biggest financial benefit. Is is Jacob? Is there a sense of anybody that Jacob is taking advantage of the fact that the current administration has kind of a true believer base that has access to money that's willing to sort of finance anything they see as helping the administration's cause?
2: I think that's probably correct. I don't have the numbers on that. I haven't looked into that. But look, you know, people have money. They are not the people that are going out onto the front lines. They want to sort of have sway. Things in their opinion, I can totally believe uh, that. And Jacob Bull's father, I think, is an attorney, kind of a wacky, wacky guy that runs some sex site too. too, Do you? Oh yeah, he has like a
0: topless calendar thing, and he's a he's a a former attorney. I mean, he's he's a whole kind of a
2: bulldog, right? As 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 I recall, Um, I mean, I can totally believe that. You know, there has been has been some money funneled to Berkman and Wall. I mean, why not? Right? Yeah. People.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm imagining like kind of like the Roger Stone class of like, I have a couple million dollars. Like I go to like Tampa Bay swingers, par- like, you know, like dark Internet, you know, like that kind of like class of people. Like I would imagine that Jacob Wool is in contact with these people in some way and that they're encouraging him. Right.
2: I mean, I guess so. I mean, they have to live in some way. And, and you know, they're I, I don't think they're making money on their at Berkman, Berkman and Berkman. Um yeah, I I don't know. I think I even said in the piece for reason, you know, that they were like hapless virgins of uh, and, and not as well dressed as, as Roger Stone. And I think in the conversation, I asked him what he thought about that. He's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I actually don't remember if we said that. But, the, you know, anything I said that was somewhat pejorative, they took as just fine. It was just fine.
0: I know you mentioned there was no end in sight here. But what I keep seeing from a lot of these hoaxes is that it almost so's kind of discord or or uh confusion like he did on Twitter where he had all these fake accounts on Twitter and he would do like women for Schultz does all these things it's almost like the Russian approach to disinformation, if you just create chaos, then it ends up helping your inevitable goal, which presumably would be to reelect Donald Trump.
2: You know, you you would think that that is the, the goal. And right now, um, I was told the other night that that is the goal. You know, they set up these robocalls, I believe, where was it in in Michigan and and someplace else where uh, you were being told, you know, don't go to the polls because they can, you know, look up your criminal records or, the, or collection agencies and they'll, they'll target you. They got busted pretty quickly um, for that. They've, they, of course, denied it, but it came from Jack Berkman's cell phone. And they they know, they, they didn't care. They were laughing about it, apparently. They thought the whole thing was funny. In terms of burning itself out, I I'm quite sure that people like Jacob Wall, they can't change. Their personalities can't change. Like, that's it. He will, this is who he will be, which I frankly, I have some sympathy for. Like, it's gotta be exhausting to um, run your life this way and to, you know, stay up all night at the whiteboard to figure out the next thing that you think is gonna get you the next little snacklet of attention. So he won't change. The only thing that can change is our appetite for it. Um, And, you know, we clearly do not have the appetite we used to have. Uh, for the the Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman stunts. I mean, they used to get some pretty big. I mean, because at first it's like, oh my God, look at this incredible stuff. Now it's like it's just tiresome. It's just it's just like a little bit of a, a circus show at this point. What does that mean? Does that mean he figures out a more clever way to get our attention? No, he's pretty young. How old is he? Twenty three.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, he's twenty three years old. He's he's very young. Um, if he can't change his personality, the only thing he can do is find new fields to till what will those tilt fields be? I don't know. Is it the case that they want to get Trump reelected? Seems that way right now. I can also tell you when I was on the phone with them, they were trying to make this big stand about how we shall never do Donald Trump's dirty work again. I mean, I I recorded this and it was just absolute malarkey. I mean, it was just ridiculous. They wanted me to be the messenger somehow, which of course I had no interest in being. I, I don't know what's next for them, but They'll just have to find the next, batch of, uh, the next batch of marks.
3: Beverly Hills Investing showed me that it's possible for any American to access 7, 12, 18, even 23% returns with smart real estate investing. So what are you waiting for? Go to beverlyhillsinvesting.com now, and maybe you'll join me. Poolside.
0: So the other thing was, I just wanted to point out in your article on uh, on the Fauci uh, case, you had probably one of the best corrections that I've ever seen in all yeah. of journalism. Yeah. Uh, you were referencing the Elizabeth Warren uh, press conference uh, that, that happened, and your original article, <laughs> which by the way, in the course of producing this, these two episodes, I have yes. watched All of their press conferences, end to end. It is a nightmare. Someone should give me a purple heart. Uh, Thank you for the vets. I don't mean to disparage you. But this was mentally anguishing for me. But you said that um, apparently that no one ever showed up to the press conference. uh, But when in fact... Uh, and I and I really want to uh, express how much, how disappointed I am in you and not catching I'm this sorry. earlier. Uh, the guy did, sh- <laughs> the guy showed up, uh, the alleged victim of Elizabeth Warren's uh, rough sex uh, showed up and then he took his shirt off.
2: <laughs> the- I will forever hide my face in shame for not for not getting that one right. But yeah, but of course he did. Yeah, but of course he did. Because this is, again, it's a show. Yeah. it's it's entertainment such as it is. And you know what? If it was the if it was what do they call their They call their project the 1599 project. If it was the 1599 reality show and they just did this stuff as a total goof. I don't know. I don't know if it would be that entertaining, but it would make more sense than it makes now. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I this the fact that that this guy came undid his shirt showed the scar and then within minutes the journalists that were in the driveway watching the press conference said hey i could see the same scar on your instagram from 2 years ago where you said i was working with some chains it's like i i just you can't you can make this up this is what it is it is all made up this is what happens when you make things up and it's specific at times and that's what kind of i think tricks our brains into thinking that it's real cuz it's like oh he's got a scar of course it's real
2: if I may digress just a little bit to a darker side of this exact same thing. I wrote a story uh, years ago uh, for a paper here in Portland called Willamette Week. And it was about a woman who had Munkhausen by proxy syndrome, which is when you, um, you make someone else sick or appear to be sick oh, in order right. to garner attention for yourself. And she had done this with her child, who she eventually murdered and killed herself at the same time and that story had been reported in a very small item in the oregonian newspaper as like oh such a sad sad situation look this mother just couldn't hack it and you know so she had to like overdose her daughter 14 year old and kill herself and i was like excuse me wait what like what wait what so i looked into it i found out you know Munkhausen by proxy and one of the things she had told people i'm getting to a point here is that her infant had had open heart surgery and that, of course, this is terrible. If you had a friend whose infant had to have open heart surgery, this would just be terrible. Well, I found a picture of of, uh, of the girl as an infant uh, or post-supposed surgery. She had no scar yeah. at all. People wanted to believe so hard that this yeah. was true, that someone that knew the woman said, oh, they did the surgery through the back, <gasps> which, is, which is not what they would do. Um, but people... You know, obviously, the whole wolves are just, they're just absurd, and it's part of absurd. But people that want to believe these narratives, like a little scar, in order to confirm their sense of um, that they haven't been hoodwinked, don't underestimate it. Don't underestimate how far people will go to believe the lies that have taken them in for Decades.
0: Justin and I are seeing it every single time with these fraudsters. The victims in these cases are the people that are, um, uh, you know, buy into the fraud. They are along for the ride forever. They never want to get off. You know, televangelist Jim Baker. You could not find someone that said, "Man, he really ripped me off." They all still want to give that guy money. All these people, even with the recent revelations about Trump saying these things back in February about or March about COVID being too serious. Every one of the of his a third or thirty percent, you know, that that are supporting him, they're still along for the same ride. And they're not gonna change.
2: He's extremely good at that. My my theory about that is, you know, he always wants to look smart right yeah so he's gonna say oh yeah i knew the whole time but i was like protecting the country like you would protect a child like don't tell the child that you know we have to move out of the house in the morning because that's going to upset them so i'll just like take care of it doesn't matter doesn't matter if he if he believed it or not i mean people are trying to say like oh what a terrible person he was for doing it's like guys don't you know how this guy operates at this point yeah don't you like stop chasing this stuff oh god yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's so funny because it's like uh I, I actually follow Trump supporters online you and did. the rationale now is that he wanted to keep everyone from panicking. And mm-hmm. then like two seconds later, two comes and he's like, Blacks are coming to burn down the suburbs and <laughs> take your <laughs> women. Now you're
2: now you're in my neck of the woods, right? Here in Portland, right? Right. <laughs> Savages coming to your town.
0: Yeah. <laughs> News at eleven. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. Yeah. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for being on. I, you have, I've read about some of the other uh, fraudsters that you've written about. I would love to do episodes on them and bring you back and have you come and Sounds talk great. with us again. I mean, this was so much fun. You, have, you are such a wealth of knowledge of really liars.
1: I love uh, Reason Magazine. It's awesome because it's uh, ideological and not partisan. So it's actually where I get like... Mm-hmm. actual like people that actually believe in something apparently like uh have like core values and like it's interesting for me to read uh, reason magazine to get like a real perspective like the reporting you're doing on portland i think is a good perspective thank
2: you so much and, I, and i'll just plug it yeah. anybody that um wants to to see the reporting for portland you can go to reason and type in my name or you can go to twitter uh nancy rom n-a-n-c-y-r-o-m-m and it's all there and guys this was super fun it's you know i've really been Portland, Portland, Portland. And I was like, whoa, I got to back up a little and jump into this other part of life. But it was super, super fun. Thank oh, we're you.
0: happy to hear that. We love that. I mean, the only way to get through all this shit is to make it a little bit more fun. So thank yeah, you so much. Yeah,
2: variety. Okay, <laughs> take right. care,
0: guys. See ya. Bye. So Nancy was awesome. So happy that we got to sit down and have a chat with her. I, I actually initially when I read the story, Justin, I didn't realize that the even the audio recording was fake as well. So that's on me for not even going that extra mile and realizing the thing that they did that was an extra layer was still a lie as well.
1: <laughs> I love it. Consistent.
0: Yeah, man, we're all very subject to it, even when you're really down in the weeds sometimes. But so that was the Dr. Fauci hoax. But, you know, I know we're focusing on financial crimes in this show and everything, but we want to really learn about the fraudsters. And we can't just couldn't help but talk about this other hoax that he put on because it does speak to what this guy is willing to do. And man, this shit is just funny. Elizabeth Warren was accused by a military veteran of having BDSM sex with an escort. So rough. Elizabeth Warren was so rough in sex that she scarred this man's back with a cat of nine tails. And it was just, it's so, it's fucking crazy that they were, that that people were able to do this. Again, it is not illegal to lie, but we have some clips from it that kind of show you what he, what it was like. Now, now let me set it up for you a little bit here. They get outside of Jack Berkman's house, they stand on these steps, and they have these press conferences all the time. They have a TV there, they have a security guard there as well who's in shades, sometimes in a mask, he has a gun and everything, and they come out in suits and they announce that their 1599 project or whatever is battling against the deep state and all of these different things, and... I want to break through some of these clips and just show you how much of a shit show it is. And remember the whole time, this is where it originates from. And then it gets to your evening news. Then it gets to your Twitter feed. Then it gets in your brain. And now that is now the backdrop of how you see everything. Let's play the first clip.
4: Tonight, uh, this evening, I bring you here to talk about how the Senator Warren had our escapade. Senator Elizabeth Warren first secured my services from a website called Cowboys for Angels. The site is for attractive young men, as you can see, who provide companionship, escort services to be well-heeled women.
0: So, first of all, people are just straight laughing at your press conference, and like the guy's a vet. I mean, they've proven he's a vet. He, you know, served in I think the uh, Coast Guard, I believe. Um, in, in Hawaii and then he was apparently deployed uh, to Afghanistan but it doesn't doesn't seem like he saw any combat but he's out here just lying through his teeth and he's even acting right like he said like they, it goes after uh, uh, handsome men as you can see like really this you're making a sexual ac- assault almost accusation against
1: a presidential candidate and you're doing bits yeah I, I, yeah, I like it too it's just like it's like you know, Coast Guard ladies. Yeah. You know how the you know during Fleet Week everybody waits for the Coast Guard yeah. guys. All
0: right, let's play the next
1: clip.
4: I was told to take an Uber to a lobby of the Hilton. Right. Hilton right. Ho- right. I'm sorry, of the Hilton Hotel in Wilburn, Massachusetts. I complied with the instructions of my new client, despite being rather nervous. I had to spend time with an older woman many times before but never a woman over 60. (laughs) (laughs) Although I was unaware of it at the time, Senator Warren wanted not just rough sex, but extensive BDSM play. I'm sure you're quite familiar with, I'm sure. I was shocked by the intensity, duration, and just sheer violence of what Senator Warren wanted.
1: (laughs) I like it. It sounds like a bad Obama. (laughs) <laughs> it's like it's like and she took me uh to a hotel room where i was uh surprised by the sheer uh tenacity and the violence <laughs> uh the woman uh was pretty strong i gotta say <laughs> she didn't lose hope yeah. Never once. Yeah. Always had hope. Beat me real good. That's uh, that's what happened in that hotel room. Elizabeth Warren, she had a plan for that ass, she said. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then also like the uh, blatant ageism that he's like, you know, uh, I've never been with a woman over 60. I mean, that's really so gross that, that he would say something like that. And, you know, I love the people cheering when he said BDSM. I mean, this is like this is,
1: I, I've been at high school pep rallies that are, are more subdued than this. It's like listening to like an Apollo comedy set going wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, this is not a real press conference. And then he's like laughing too. Have yeah, yeah. you noticed it? He's like, yeah, yeah, this is dumb and crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, listen, I didn't write it. All right, let's play the next clip.
4: And Senator Warren engaged in lesbian sex with my friend from high school. Using a lime green strap on dildo, (laughs) as I can remember. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, so part of the story was that Elizabeth Warren had requested him to get another woman to join in on the fun, and that he went and got a friend from high school that he knew that he said, quote, was sexually adventurous, so that— he brought her in. They had lesbian sex. And then he drops this lime green dildo thing. And this is, again, goes back to those specifics. When you say something specific, they know, Jacob Bull and Berkman know, that that the press will report something specific because that's enticing. The problem is when you can't say it with a straight face, no one's going
1: to believe you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just this – is, this is shocking. This whole thing is just shocking. This is – this this guy, the fact that this guy is not the biggest joke in the world after like uh, after any of this, it's just amazing, man.
0: Yeah, he's still in there. Someone's still funding this stuff. All right, I think we have we have an, a, one or two more clips of this too.
4: Senator Warren has also told me that she has a 37 year old daughter, and her name is Lisa. Oh, that was the product of a one night stand at a party she attended when she was a professor at the University of Houston. She told me that she was, has always, kept his daughter hidden from public view. Sounds a lot like
5: John Edwards. And I think we're familiar with all of this from, I think, I think we're familiar with all this from the Democrat Party. Of course, we all remember John Edwards, a mistress, a love child, and an affair that shocked the conscience of the nation, as this I'm sure does. And of comment course, the press release. Any comment, and of any course. Conscience? Well, what, what? Hold on, hold on, hang on. What we're going to show you now, what we're going to show you now, is that the sex between our client here and Senator Warren was so violent that he actually obtained scars on his back.
3: On so release. why don't you go ahead and show us the scars there? On the press release, we're
5: going to we're going to, hey, look, we're going to open it up to questions very shortly. You'll be able to ask whatever you want. But until then, you're going to have to stay quiet or you're going to be asked to leave. Go ahead and show us the scars. Here. You can see two scars here. That was from the Cat of Nine Tails. <laughs> <laughs> that was from Senator Warren's transgressions.
0: Yo, I can see a tramp stamp. <laughs> and uh, then they were making I, fun of him, how he said, conscious instead of conscience.
1: Well, I love it how it just, it just like randomly becomes about John Edwards. I also like the psychology. Elizabeth Warren, one of, uh, one of, you know, one of the most brilliant sort of economic minds in American politics, as she's engaging in an illicit affair where she is beating this man, decides just, Casually to share the secret that she has a secret child. (laughs) And remember, too, like
0: the fact that he brought up and that was Jacob Wolf's voice, obviously, that came in there. The fact that he brought up John Edwards and we'll probably do an episode on John Edwards at some point steeps it in this kind of narrative that we're used to. We're used to seeing someone that we believe in, that we trusted, do something totally heinous and so if you can get people to buy into that old narrative then it kind of makes sense oh yeah i believe john edwards was great of course elizabeth warren was great but is she now and her lime green dildo
1: and oh one thing that always is a dead giveaway that you're kind of in the middle of some weird partisan thing that has nothing to do with fact is calling it the democrat party Anytime someone says the Democrat Party rather than the Democratic Party or the Democrats, it's like, all right, this is getting ready to go off the rails.
0: Yeah I mean people are just hysterically laughing and so at this point they're trying to figure out who this guy really is where is his social media Is it somewhere online? can they find his Instagram and <laughs> it just gets better. Let's play the next clip. <laughs>
1: your Instagram pictures all over it
5: and I'll note, the scar on your back you the picture on three years ago and
1: oh, said it was that's and not a question next question Jacob, seems like it's all falling apart again
0: so that's a reporter that first earlier said is your Instagram handle blah 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 and the guy was like no and then he came back with this clip saying yeah that is your Instagram handle your picture's all over it I found the scar on your chest from three years ago. <laughs> it's just, you know, they'll have details at certain point, but Jacob Bull and Jack Burtman will just be careless with some of the things they're doing. They, I guess they, they believe, and maybe rightly so, that the media is so dumb that they'll pick up on something so quickly and churn it out and nothing will happen.
1: Yeah, I think uh... – it's just, it's a testament to, like, I guess, like the expansion of media into the online realm, right? Because all you need is kind of one irresponsible website, uh, babe.com, to run something. Uh, but, uh, but then it's just, they should also be thrown in jail for just being dumb as well. Like this press conference is so dumb that there should be like a law against you being this dumb in public. Right.
0: So Justin, that was the Elizabeth Warren hoax. We covered the Dr. Fauci hoax. We covered his financial misdeeds. He's up for a trial in October right now for uh criminally uh, selling uh, unregistered securities and he did do an interview with some YouTuber recently, and we talked about this with uh, Nancy, that he may or may not be representing Jocelyn Maxwell, but that I think that's full of shit as well. I mean, the guy is very busy. Well, I'm happy that we're wrapping this little mini series up on him. I don't want to talk about him for a very long time, although after the case gets litigated, I'm sure we'll come back and talk about him a little bit more to figure out what happened uh guys thanks so much for listening FraudstersLPN at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us fraudsters lpn on instagram on twitter i'm at cena now justin williams is on facebook you can find him there listen thanks to everybody thank you hazel Bryan, our awesome producer thank you emily fusco our amazing researcher and marie anderson on the edits you're the best finance steve thank you again nancy rommelman you were so amazing uh, thank you to everyone. This show has been so much fun to do. Uh, please share it with your friends. Let us know what you think. Uh, we are stalking all of the message boards like creeps. So <laughs> we see you. <laughs> we'll see you next time.